Hey everyone, Josh here, and welcome back to Film Explorers, the podcast where me and my friends Jackson and Joey journey through new movies each week. You asked for it, we're bringing it to you. To close out Best Picture Month, we're watching Chicago from The King, Rob Marshall. This is somehow a first-time watch for all three of us. I have no idea how we got away with that, but we are remedying that this week. Is it the musical masterpiece that everyone told us it was, or is it just a lot of flash? Will Jackson make me cry talking about the 2012 film Ted? Stay tuned and find out. (laughs) (laughs) So how has y'all's week been? It's been a great week. Jackson watched Ted and really (laughs) wants to talk about it. (laughs) I finally saw Ted! Yes, Seth MacFarlane. Wait, MacFarlane. No D. No D. No D. <laughs> no D. No D. <laughs> you know what? No D on Ted either. There's no D There's on him. Ne- either. No, no D on Ted. Just Call him Ted. <laughs> <laughs> we are 30 seconds in. Bro, Ted is... Keep talking, I keep was, talking. So for, I'm, I decided to watch Ted with Amber. Because, um, you know, as one does, watch Ted with their girlfriend. (laughs) And uh, we're like five minutes in. And I look over and I say, Amber, I'm unironically going to give this five stars. (laughs) Like, this is is the funniest shit I've ever seen. Keep in mind, um, I'm I'm like halfway incapacitated at this point. So I'm I'm having a good time. And as I look That's over, it's the I only st- way you can enjoy Ted. <laughs> as I look over, I see her, and she is just straight faced, no expression. And I, I asked her, I was like, are you, do, "Do you want to keep watching this? Are you all right?" She said, "Yeah, it's funny." <laughs> and <laughs> what do you know? Um, it just gets worse after those five five minutes. And so Definitely I gave it a two and a half. I think it is. That's too high. It is. Jackson, Jackson said, I'm unironically going to give this a five and then gave it a different five. <laughs> it's because it got significantly worse. That's crazy. And I'm literally crying right now. <laughs> but I will say it is my first movie that I've had at a two and a half, but given a heart. <laughs> That is that is enough. I'm surprised that you liked it enough to give it a heart. I'm gonna be honest. If I watched it uh, sober, I would not have given it oh, a yeah. heart. Definitely. It was just funny, with, like cussing bear. Funny bear swear words. Bear swear. Bear swear. Funny. And and <laughs> Flash Gordon. What? Okay. What? No, no spoilers. Y'all gotta watch it. That's all I'll say. I, I'm not going to watch <laughs> Y'all got to watch it. The only way you're going to get me to watch this is if you pick Ted for the podcast. Oh, that's, and I'm not, even you, then, I might just on. not watch you're it. You're on. Yeah, that is a challenge. <laughs> Amber, gave it okay. a, Amber gave it a one out of five, by the way. Good. That's <laughs> fucking Ted. <laughs> Okay, while while I recover from literally crying right now, 
can you please talk about any actual movie that you watch that isn't about a fucking talking bear? Okay, so I watched a ton of movies this week because it was actually like a week and a half since we recorded. Um, I'm almost done with my rewatch of Harry Potter. I only have Deathly Hallows Part 2 remaining. Uh, I'm noticing a lot of stuff, like a lot of hidden things, a lot of underlying themes that I'm going to talk about more like next recording once I finish um, the series, give my complete thoughts on it. But it's, I will say overall, like I've really enjoyed the rewatch and none of my scores have gone down, but I have had a couple go up. Yeah. I looked at your, uh, your ranking that you have right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I expected the order that they were in, but I did not expect the rating on the lower movies. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to me on my rewatch mm-hmm. is I was like, wait, these movies that I classified as bad or whatever. Yeah. I feel like I was just ranking them based off of the other movies mm-hmm. and not as their own entity. Yeah. And like, they're really not that bad. I agree. The, the ones that are lesser. Yeah. And we, do we all three agree that that's, we think that's like chamber of secrets and gobbler of fire. I think yeah. we're all kind of on the same page with that. I think we have the same very bottom and same very top. Yeah. And then yeah. everything in the middle is kind of all over the place yeah, for us. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Because we all kind of agree that Prisoner of Azkaban is the best one. So Yes. Prisoner absolutely. of Azkaban, after rewatching, it's definitely the best made. But we'll see if it's still my favorite. But part two. Part two is special to me. Um, part two is I'll talk about that more next podcast, though good um i'm excited to hear about it yeah um i almost watched it today and i just didn't have time yeah um that's do y'all want to talk about something or do y'all want me to continue talking about my 15 movies i've seen um joey you want to tell us about whatever you watch um yeah i got you so to to preface this i've been in maine for Mm -hmm. the past week we're yeah. recording this very late. Uh, yeah, this episode's yeah. going out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of like a spur of the moment. I haven't had much time to watch anything. I've I've really had no time. But but of course you found time. I found time. And on my flight back, I was starting to get a little bit of movie fever. And I knew that I wasn't going to pay for that stupid ass goddamn airline Wi-Fi. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is a this is a small little cutaway, but I did start my book that I've been meaning to start forever, and that is I'm thinking of ending things. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. I've had that Finally. one. I've had that one in my backpack everywhere I've gone for the past like year. That's one, and should. I'm just now starting it. Yeah, but so far I'm like fifty something pages through. Because I just like read it on the flight and it was so good. Like that first 50 something pages is piquing my interest so incredibly. But anyways, into the movies. So at uh, we, we had a small get together, uh, me and some friends mm-hmm. for one of my friend's birthday. And we were kind of letting him run a lot of it because, you know, it's his birthday. We got to let him pick, you know, what we're eating, all this, all that. And at the end of the day, we were winding down and we were like, you know, do you want to watch a movie? And then he was like, 
yeah, I've got to watch. Uh, I've got to watch the next movie in my Marvel thought. Oh my gosh. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it just happened to be Iron Man 3. Oh, Thank you for not okay. saying yeah. 2. Okay. No, okay. if it was 2, if it was 2, I would have clocked out. So, uh, yeah, I would have jumped <laughs> out of there if it was 2. Yeah. Um, kind of a similar situation with Jackson as well, except Iron Man 3 is actually like a good movie. But I was not... None of us were really sober. So <laughs> we're sitting there watching Iron Man 3, like a little on the not so intelligent side. And oh my God, that movie slapped. Iron Man 3 like, rips. It really does. I, I've always said that Iron Man 3 is better than 1 and obviously it better is. than 2. 2 is ass. 2 but, is the worst movie in the MCU. Yeah. But I mean... That movie really has some like some jet fuel in it. Like it just goes. Iron Man mm. three. I mean, it's got my it's got my respect more than it used to have. But with that being said, I'd probably still give it like a seven. <laughs> yeah, it's like a three and a half star, and it's one of the best movies in the MCU. So yeah, that enough. tells you what I think of the MCU. I would probably give that. I haven't dropped a rating for it yet, but I would probably give that. And when I do, I'll probably give it a three and a half mm. and a heart. Yeah. So a yeah, similar kind yeah. of situation to Jackson. Yeah. But that's then, one of those where I, I think like the Mandarin twist of it all, like yes. overshadows the whole movie because yeah. it's like, I love that twist. Yeah. I think it's kind of fun and everyone no. complains about it. I'm like, that's a major like get over yourself moment for me. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. Stop. It's so, um, it's so, I don't even know, like 2000s in the first half of the movie, but then it's mm-hmm. so not at the last half yeah, of the movie, yeah. which was so cool to me. Um, it's interesting. How, how you can change the way that your movie feels like in a decade locked feel, because it really felt like it was just like almost Michael Bay-esque. Mm-hmm. And then also, little little side note, this same day I had someone tell me when I said that Tom Cruise was the greatest action person ever uh i had them say you know no that's not true and then i was like waiting on them to say who they thought it was oh, and then they had to think of it for a second they said michael bay what that's not an actor <laughs> that's not an actor it's not an person. actor and it's someone who makes bad movies exactly what? that's what i was saying i was like i was like there's been like michael one out of everybody they they could pick they said michael bay i know okay this person's not a movie person so don't like kill them of course but, but yeah i'm shaking my like, fist michael bay's right best movie is like armageddon and armageddon's not that great 13 hours 13 hours oh i guess people say that's good people say pain and gain is really good but i never saw that so i've never seen that but yeah iron man was my little action movie that i that i got through and then earlier today i was like i know i'm in the mood to watch something when i woke up and i was just skimming through i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna let uh i'm gonna let the the max gods uh, decide on what I watch. I'm going to scroll through HBO Max, turn to classic movie section, and I don't want anything that's angry. I don't want anything that's too 
over the top, uh, like on any, on anything like that. So I was kind of leaning towards like a Ghibli, mm-hmm. which I knew I wasn't going to get in there, but, um, or some kind of kids movie. And I had scrolled through Ghibli earlier and I was like, I don't really want to watch any of these. And then I scrolled across Time Bandits mm. by Terry Gilliam. And I was like, I've been meaning to watch this for so long. So turned it on immediately. And I don't think I had a dull moment in the movie. There are some parts of the movie that are just not that good. And then some that are way, way better. But there's never a dull moment. Like it is always going uh, nuts to butts and it never really gives up on its, um, its absurdity, but you'll be in one scene, you'll get uh, a lot of fear. You'll get a lot of um, maybe, okay, maybe a little bit of emotion because there's really not that much. And then you'll get a whole lot of comedy on top of that. So everything is just kind of wrapped up into this burrito that may not really work for some people, but it kind of did for me. And with the cast that it had, it also was pretty interesting because I felt like everybody except for the child did really good. And that's probably my biggest issue with it, the child, because child actors just never really work for me. That's fair. Yeah. As usual, children ruining everything. That's like, that's an interesting double feature. <laughs> Iron Man yeah. 3 and Time Bandits. <laughs> yes. I respect yes. it. I respect it. Um, I also did a, a very interesting double feature. Um, I had some free time last Saturday. Actually, I guess I did a triple feature, but I'd only care about the second and third movies i mean i so i saw asteroid city i'll throw that out i weirdly don't have a lot to say i really really liked it i wanted to love it i think i will love it on a Mm rewatch i didn't really get it which is weird to say about a wes anderson movie it hit me like how life aquatic hit me where i watched it Mm -hmm. and i was like oh this is really good and i don't understand why i don't really feel for it so it's like right now it's like lesser wes anderson for me but on a rewatch it's probably gonna go up so yeah i guess we'll see um but i back to back watched um weekend by jean-luc godard and weekend by oh, andrew yes. Haig. <laughs> I, saw one. I had i had these both on my private watch list like i have my public watch list of like the how how many movies are on my watch list actually? Probably like three hundred. I have six hundred and twenty-five. Oh, no. um, <laughs> uh, there's my public one with six hundred and twenty-five, and there's my private one with like ten, I think, right now okay. that I just kind of fluctuate. And I randomly had both movies, like both Weekend from nineteen sixty-seven and Weekend from twenty eleven, on there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll just double feature these. It was the strangest double feature. Uh, ever the 60s one is a really iconoclastic french new wave movie that's just it like takes the structure of a normal film and just tears it to pieces 
and I don't really know what was happening, but I was vibing with it. Like, it's weird and crazy, and um, I don't know if this will really make sense, but Joey will five-star this movie, and Jackson will half-star this movie. Whoa. Um, yes. Let me go put that on the watch list. It's really interesting. Let me go not um, put it on the watch list. <laughs> it's not the Holy Mountain. It's like the holy mountain if it was tolerable and not annoying okay then it might be like a one star but it's still annoying it's annoying in a way that worked for me Mm -hmm. it's very pretentious but in a like overtly political way and that's really interesting to me so it's it's interesting it's a cool one Mm -hmm. and then the other weekend is uh is a gay movie that i watched for my pride month binge that i did and uh I started it at like eleven thirty at night and finished it at like like one in the morning mm-hmm. and I was sobbing. Mm-hmm. Like I was like un it was uncontrollable. It was bad. Um and I just thought this was gonna be like a, a fun little like really sexy movie. Mm-hmm. And then it just like said, I'm gonna go at all of your insecurities mm-hmm. and it did that. And I cried uncontrollably. So go watch it. It's incredible. It's one of the best movies I've seen recently. But it's tough. Um, but you'll cry. The, you'll probably cry. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other one from my Pride Month watch that I really, really want to point out. Because I know some of the people listening love this movie. And were shocked that this was my first time seeing it. And I don't know if it's on you guys' radar at all but i watched but i'm a cheerleader mm. um i gave this five stars I did uh, see that. this shit is fucking fantastic um it is it it's like it's a cult classic mm-hmm. gay movie from 99 i believe and it like bombed at the box office when it came out and no one was really on the movie's wavelength at all like it's high camp like just really goofy but super heartfelt it's just like it's like a, a simple 90s like teen comedy in a way for me and then by the end i was crying again like wow. it's just so heartfelt and emotional i loved it is this yeah. the one where they go to like a camp or something? It's about it's about her the lead character, everyone around her is convinced that she's lesbian and they okay. send her to a conversion camp even though she does not think that she is and then she gets there and kind of has an awakening. Hmm. Um okay. and it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Um and it like I I got out of the movie and I'm just like I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I, I was laughing and having a, pl- a bunch of fun during it, but I'm like, I came out of the movie just like, I'm so happy that I'm queer. Like, it just gave me a really good feeling. Um, yeah. And that's enough for me to give a movie five stars, so fuck it. Um, also, RuPaul is in this movie. And it's, <laughs> it's one of the funniest roles I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm like cracking, I'm thinking about it, it's so good. God. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, I kind of want to pick that for the uh, the show at some point. <laughs> I think it'd be okay. a fun episode. Um, I just put it on my watch list. So 
yeah y'all you you guys will love it um and as of about two hours ago i finished my mission impossible journey i've officially caught up finished uh last week i watched rogue nation this uh tonight i watched fallout we're done with it until dead reckoning comes out um i'm patiently waiting Hmm. fallout's the best one yes Yes, that's all i wanted to hear (laughs) yes i'm finally like in that camp i i needed the rewatch i literally like as i was watching it i was the people that i was watching it with in the vhs village we were just they they were all like yeah we've seen this a bunch of times i was like i have i saw this in theaters and i haven't seen it since i remembered nothing wow i remembered him jumping out of a plane and then i remembered there being a helicopter at some point I didn't remember anything else. So I was literally just like sitting down watching it for the first time, essentially. And it was a blast. It's the best that Mission Impossible can be for me. It's just like every piece of filmmaking feels like it's wired to be the best Mission Impossible film you've ever seen. Yes. And like, I, I love the like individual set pieces in Ghost Protocol, but the movie doesn't work as a whole for me. Rogue Nation uh-huh. is a lot more in line with Fallout, where I'm just like, I actually love the story and the set pieces are great. Fallout is just like, just the next level for me, where I yeah. do think it's just like, kind of the perfect action movie. Um, it's not on that like top, top, top tier of action movies for me. It's not The Matrix. It's not John Wick Chapter 4, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I would put up there. Yeah. Yeah, I would put it right below it. Like it's not Mad Max Fury Road, but oh come on, very few I... things are Mad Max Fury Road. So Mad Max Fury Road doesn't have a story, and Josh doesn't. Well, that, that, John it, Wick. that makes it John a worse Wick totally movie. Totally has a story. John Wick. John Wick has a story. Uh, John Wick Chapter Four barely had a story, and that's kind of why I liked it. It was just kind of action sequences strung together. Yeah, but it had that like line that went throughout of. Uh, uh the blind man blind man's character Donnie and like yeah yeah and and mm-hmm. john wick just like yeah. duking it not max has being... that kind of stuff too not really go watch it again mad max has no character mad it, max it has, has character no it it has the big bad it has the good and then it has the person fighting alongside the good that's it dog just because you okay. are a character doesn't mean you have character. True, Pulp Jackson. fiction. Am I the getting... Wolf. You're getting the wolfed right now. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like characters in Pulp Fiction to me. Like, just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character. <laughs> I mean, like, you're describing that movie. Okay, so now so, my short list is we are watching Mad Max through this show as soon as possible. Okay. I haven't even I'm seen it yet. Because I will give Fourth some movie in a serious month. Hmm. Um, wait, so uh, what'd you give, uh, Fallout? Four stars. Okay. That's, four stars. that's probably, that's the top that I thought you'd give it, but I was hoping for like a four and a oh, half. Oh, I, I almost went for a four and a half. Yeah. I almost did. I thought about maybe, it. Maybe on another rewatch in a few years. Yeah. Maybe. Or next but, year, probably, probably next summer, honestly, I'll do another big 
rewatch before mm. Dead Reckoning Part Two. Dude. We'll see. I'm telling you, I'm still so in love with Mission Impossible Fallout. I think it is an absolute masterpiece. And I'm glad that you are now agreeing with me that it is the best in the series. It's the best one. And while we're Jackson, here, do we want to go ahead and announce it? I also agree. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I guess we can, yeah, we can. announce it. We can. Yeah, uh, it makes sense. For July, we're doing Tom Cruise month. Woo. All yeah. Tom Cruise movies, all month. Surprise. A other podcast can't do Tom Cruise movies, so we're picking up the slack. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know who you are. You but bunch of non-Tom Cruising people. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. We love Tom Cruise over there, but you know. There's some contract contractual obligations that need to be met. We don't have those contractual obligations, so we can yeah. watch we're whatever winners. we want. Exactly. Yeah, we, we're cool we don't like lose. that. Um but Jackson will have the pick the first pick for that. Yeah. And we will we'll save that for the end. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I believe he told me before this that he was still deciding on his picks. So. I am still undecided. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. There was one more movie that I did want to mention. Okay, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Go, go, go. So I finally watched a Wong Kar Wai that I connected with. Oh, Jesus Christ. I forgot you watched that. And I finally watched In the Mood for Love last week. And Uh like for the previous two that I'd seen with Chunking Express and Fallen Angels, I liked them and I didn't really mesh with them well. But within the mood for love... Like, that whole second half is just, like, ripping your heart out. Um, shoot, I can't remember. There's a scene where, um, what's her name? Main actress, uh, Maggie Chung. Yeah, she walks by um, Tony, Le- Tony Leung. And she walks by him, and she's just about to brush his shoulder with hers. And she just barely like moves out of the way. And I got chilled. You gasped. Yes, I gasped. I went. (laughs) I got lost my breath right there. And I was like, holy shit. Because you look in his eyes and he's just. Hmm. I think that's. uh, That That is the power of that movie. That's probably my favorite moment from the movie, I think. But there's. Oh, it's so good. They are both just great together. And also, was his wife and her husband, are they ever seen on screen? No. That's what I thought. They're never seen on screen. Because it's... <laughs> In the Mood for Love is such a good movie. It's great. It's so good. It's a five-star movie. Five stars. I ended up giving it a, so I ended up giving it a four the... and a half, but like if any of Wong Kar Wai's were ever to go up to a five, it would, it would be that one. In the mood for love is now, I think, next up on my watch list. So yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully by it's the next so episode, good. I've watched it. It's so good. All right, let's move into it. Let's let's do it. Six, seven, eight. All that jazz. All that 
jazz. jazz. All that jazz with the opening. Holy I was just like, oh. crap. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Chicago, 2002. Directed by the King, Rob Marshall. Oh my. <laughs> the King. Okay. Wait, let's get into this right now. Let's get into it early. Okay. Rob Marshall. <laughs> Jackson, do you know what else he's directed? Hold up, I'm gonna go look real quick. I, I, I looked no. at it and <laughs> no, I, no, for, no, I forgot so everybody. It's <laughs> 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 the funniest filmography what ever. Watching Chicago like, explode. <laughs> Chicago. The Little Mermaid remake. Yeah. Which is good, by the way. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Yes. <laughs> Into the Woods. <laughs> and Nine, which is <laughs> completely oh like pan movie. Uh, that's a, a remake of Eight and a Half from Federico Fellini. <laughs> yep. It is. It's such a strange filmography. What? It's a remake of it. (laughs) Yes. It's a remake of it. But in a musical film. As a musical, yeah. They just called it Nine? Yeah. (sighs) So creative. (laughs) But wait, wait, wait. Do do you see who's in that movie? It's Daniel Day-Lewis. Nine? Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis. It's crazy. Not to mention, I think Nicole Kidman's in there, right? Nicole Kidman is, yeah. Yeah, and then some others. Like how Marion Cotillard, getting... Penelope Cruz, Judy yeah. Dench, Sophia Loren, Kate Hudson, Fergie. What? How do you get the greatest actor of all time and then the rest of those people to like fall in line for a movie called Nine mm. that's a remake of a movie called Eight and a Half? Look, how does how does I've, that happen? I feel like I've been hearing Rob Marshall everywhere for the past like two weeks. Cause I I think it's because I've been listening to like to a lot of Austin Danger Pod and the Criterion Connection, where they just covered Eight and a Half, and they just covered um, the Little Mermaid remake on those two mm-hmm. pods. That's my friend Mackenzie over there, who is like the biggest Nine defender I've ever <clears throat> known. Like the only person I know who likes that movie. <laughs> so credit where credits due. I have not seen Nine. I was about to say I will we can watch it. Comment on it. I'm interested now. <laughs> Because I have seen eight and a half, and I don't like eight and a half, so I'm interested. Which is bold. This is not an eight and a half podcast. This is a Chicago podcast. <laughs> so Let's get true. back to that. So true. But true, true. Rob Marshall, the king. Funny, <laughs> funny little cutaway there for Rob Marshall. Of course. Where do we want to? St- I guess we started with Rob Marshall. Where do we want to go from there? Catherine Zeta Jones. Um, I have Catherine Zeta Jones written down. It's my first bullet point. (laughs) It's mine too. Catherine Zeta Jones in this movie. Um, I'm I'm still kind of speechless. Mm -hmm. Like I was speechless watching the movie, and I'm still kind of speechless. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, she's kind of perfect. I. It's one of the best musical performances i think i've ever seen yeah and like just the way she moves yeah it just it just like and do we oh my god do we want to mention that she was pregnant during like pretty much the entirety what What? entirety of the filming of this movie nearly if not all (laughs) pregnant and how you know the uh cell block tango Uh yeah Six months pregnant. 
What the fuck? Damn. Six no. months pregnant during the summer. That, that's what I was about to say. Um, in the little bit of time we had, because like things were taking so long, I watched the Cell Block Tango again mm-hmm. because I felt like I couldn't get enough of that. And that was one of my big notes that I wrote down was just Cell Block Tango was epic. I, yeah. With mm-hmm. some exclamation points after. Um, I mean, that song and that performance, like all of their performances of that one song made me just be like, holy shit, this is about to be a masterpiece. I wrote down, I, I let me read this exact, Cell Block Tango is one of the greatest musical numbers I've ever fucking seen and no other musical should ever write another musical number because Cell Block Tango is just that good. Fair yeah, enough. That's that's yeah. fair. Um, it's so Cell Block Tango is famous, famous, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it started, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I think I've probably heard Cell. I don't think I've heard Cell Block Tango before this movie. Wow, before I watching it, like I was sitting down and watching the movie, I was like, I don't think I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I got away with not hearing the Cell Block Tango. I knew of it, like I'd heard the name, obviously, but holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. That yeah. shot at the end of it where it's like all of the red and black silhouettes mm. behind them. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> yes. There there were so many moments in this movie where it would just hit me with like a shot like that for it it, it would be quick because the film is so quickly edited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would hit me with something like that and I my jaw would drop mm-hmm. and then the movie would just keep going. And I'm like, no, no, go back to that shot. I want to sit on that and just look at it because it's yeah. fucking beautiful. While we're on um, the, the topic of her just being mm-hmm. like incredible. How about the introduction to her character and the, the, the slow creep up from the feet to like showing the upper mm-hmm. body and then finally when the lights mm-hmm. hit when the crowd sees her you see her face that was like so epic i was gonna say metal but i don't think i can say metal because that has chicago is not metal <laughs> yeah but it is like it, it is it is kind of heavy because it's like the introduction to a villain in a movie where they step out of the vehicle and it just shows their feet and, and then you see like the rest of them and they're like really intimidating and that's the way that I was looking at it and I was like why are they doing this why are they starting you know just showing the feet other than the fact that it's just really fucking cool yeah um and I felt like a lot of it was to play into that sexual nature of like deconstructing um the female body down into oh yeah just sexualized parts which was honestly one of my least favorite things about this movie but interesting yeah at, well at the start you know i didn't really have that to go off of yet and then um the other part was just that i have to treat this like it's a villain um mm-hmm. introduction and then it was even though i yeah. knew it was the main character it mm-hmm. was kind of a villain introduction and i was like damn that is awesome and then looking back on it after i was like holy fucking shit it's crazy mm-hmm. i'm like jesus christ i think the the sexuality part of the movie is so central to it i think it's definitely i i think it's one of my favorite parts of the movie because it's it does like i i the movie is about 
celebrity and fame and all of this but it's a i think at its core it's about female sexuality and using that for some kind of gain and i find that to be such an interesting theme yeah especially when you put it on such a like turned up to 11 scale Mm -hmm. like this movie does it's so interesting and i'm i don't know i was like i was vibing with that with it hard anything like opening the the movie basically on shots of women's legs and i'm like okay my mind is immediately in the we're talking about female sexuality headspace for the whole movie Mm -hmm. i i felt like i knew what they were doing early um which is just smart direction Mm -hmm. from rob rob marshall the king the king no there actually were a lot of moments in here where i was like why is rob marshall actually directing like he's like putting on a show Uh this is crazy and then you look at the other films that he's made and it's like did he just give up did he make this movie and then just say you know what i think i'm done let me just make corporate movies now it chicago's feels like a big swing for him and it works definitely not to give away my thoughts too much which i feel like that's hinted at pretty clearly but it works um Nine, I'm assuming from what I've seen, is a big swing from him, and it does not work for people. And that's when he gave up. And I think at that point he was like, "Oh, Disney's gonna give me a paycheck to make Pirates of the Caribbean ten thousand. Okay, I'll go make Pirates hmm. of the Caribbean." Into the Woods uh, was somewhere in between big swing and Disney paycheck, and I don't know. I hate that movie, but I know some people that like it, so whatever. I need um, to rewatch it. And then Mary Poppins Returns is actually good from what I hear. So I don't know. And then The Little Mermaid is another Little Mermaid's good. Paycheck. It's yeah, a that's... it's a paycheck, but it, there's heart to it. And okay. he's like probably the best director who's tackled one of these live action remakes. Mm-hmm. And there's a clear vision here. Yeah. The additions are good. Like this isn't a Little Mermaid podcast, but like it's actually it is good like yeah probably one of yeah that's it's easily one of the best live action remakes i liked it so that tells you that it's like top one (laughs) because i hate these movies yeah you just don't need to be paid man what's the point no they suck there is no point but money money Money. no (laughs) yeah i mean yeah it's disney at this point um we have already knocked out my main points, so um, I'm sick. Y- yeah, um, I, I, my backup point was John C. Riley. Can we talk about oh, John C. Riley? Yes, we can. This is um, yeah. This is one of my main ones. Yeah, go for it. Well, I mean, I just John C. Riley. He kind of acts as, um, not the like moral goodness because i don't think there's really much of that in here but he's so like dumb and goofy that it makes him like the the good guy in the movie and he's so messed around with in this that it makes it just like a a clown show and that's what made his character so good for me and that's why that was what i wrote my review my little small review on yeah yeah um when they when when it switched from him like being made fun of enough to where i was like 
okay, this guy's a clown. And I literally said those words. And then he starts putting on clown makeup yes. in the next scene. And I'm just we got like, Mr. Cellophane? Yeah. Mr. Cellophane? Okay, Mr. Cellophane is probably my favorite from the movie and i don't even know why because it's so it's so not as good as self-walk tango mm -hmm. but i love it i don't know why it's john c Riley. that's why. yeah cellophane mr cellophane should have been my name mr cellophane because you can look right Never know I'm there. I tell you, cellophane, Mr. Cellophane, should have been my name, Mr. Cellophane, cause you can look right through me, walk right by me, and never know. I might be with you on that. Like, Mr. Cellophane is top two for me um, uh -huh. for the music numbers. And, I mean, it makes me question, like, why John C. Riley stops doing good movies. Yes. Same. He does them every once in a while. And I find them, I always find his, his choices interesting because mm -hmm. he'll go from a garbage Will Ferrell comedy to mm -hmm. getting Oscar nominated for this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's crazy. And, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to cameo in the background of Licorice Pizza. I'm going to mm -hmm. be in The Lobster. And then he'll do Kong Skull Island. Like, it's crazy. Which is a good movie, by the way. I like Kong Skull Island. But, like, yeah, I, I find his career really interesting. Mm -hmm. We can get back to him in the movie. It's very in this bizarre. Movie, but he's, he's interesting. I think... Uh, another favorite moment from John C. Riley for me was when he's like his his introduction as the husband is him taking the blame for the murder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and, and then like <laughs> failing miserably at that. Yes, but no, I literally, uh, I literally like did a double take and went, "No way, he's taking the blame for this murder." Mm -hmm. And then I was like. This was uh, still at that point where I really thought that this was going to be like an incredible like five out of five, but top of the five out of five movies mm -hmm. that I was going to see. But um, spoiler alert, I'm not out of five, <laughs> but that's not saying much because I'm still mm. very positive. But he um, he's, he's sitting there at like, taking the blame and everything just doing it note for note and then she goes uh she starts singing and then he just immediately switches up and is like you know what fuck that like i'm getting screwed over here and he realizes what's going on yeah and that was so funny to me and there's not really many funny funny parts in the movie but that was so funny for me and i think it's just because John C. Riley is who he is, and the I feel way like, he delivers that moment is just yeah, it works so well. Yeah, it's yeah. great. He's he's a he's a special actor, mm -hmm. and I haven't really realized that 
enough. And I feel like this movie helped me realize it a little more because he was really we, like yeah. my favorite part. We as a society undervalue John C. Riley by putting mm-hmm. him in things like Holmes and Watson when yeah. we could be getting the lobster out of him. True. We Stop doing the the Holmes and Watson <laughs> hand motions. How did you how did you do that? Last so week it, last week it was the fish dick. This week it's the Holmes and Watson Holmes shit. You better and stop. Watson baby. Holmes. Watson baby. Shut up. Have you seen that movie? No. Neither have I. I've just seen the posters no, for it of Will Ferrell and John C. Riley going making their little faces with the H and the W. That's so it. funny. Um, I want to talk about Richard Gere for a little bit. I think the way that you guys feel about uh, Mr. Cellophane is how I feel about his number. Which one? His first one? His I, introduction? His first one. His intro. Okay. I loved that song. Like, I thought mm-hmm. that was perfect. And I was just like, I, I think it's one of the most interesting ways that you can introduce that character to just like be like, okay, we're going to lean into either he's like really money hungry or really like really fucking horny. Like I, it, and it's like going back and forth with this. And I was just like, and then he like rips off his shirt yeah. and stuff. And I'm just yeah. like, I, it's over the top and I love it. I'm it's like, Another thing that I wrote down, I, I said Chicago is one of the most bisexual movies ever made, um, which obviously I enjoyed. Um, but Richard Gere is kind of the reason <laughs> for me, because I'm like, like, this is a movie about a bunch of women in lingerie and a bunch of women in very, like, not a lot of clothes. So straight men probably love this. But no shade to the other two the two straight men on the podcast but i mean like it's a bunch of women in mm-hmm. in lingerie and yeah. i'm like okay where's the where's the hot man for me to lust over and then richard gear shows up and i'm like you know what that's kind of exactly what i needed in this movie cuz i'm like Every I'm having so much fun, and I'm like, I need someone for me to thirst over. And then Richard Gere shows up, and it's perfect. You weren't yeah, thirsting so... over John C. Riley. No, Shame. I was not thirsting. His haircut in this movie is astoundingly disgusting. Boo! It was upsetting to me. It's a terrible, terrible haircut. But then he sings Mr. Cellophane. He does sing Mr. It's a good, Cellophane. Good song. It's a good and song. He's so cute. It's a good Mr. song. Mr. Cellophane. No, he. It's I a literally. Hit. Dude, this guy shows up. John C. Riley shows up in this movie, and I'm like, he's a joke. I was yeah. like laughing at him the whole movie. So I'm just like, oh, no, that's just mean spirited. Well, I mean, I felt bad for him. I was also like, I mean, there was no second of this movie where I wasn't cheering for the women because I was having so much fun with them. Like, I so I have a list on my letterboxed. Uh, called Men Ain't Shit Cinema, which is one of my favorite lists that I have. That I put together with a bunch of people. And I don't know if Chicago is on there, but I need to add it as soon mm-hmm. as possible because I think this is a perfect men shit cinema film. It definitely is. Um, 
and I was thinking that from very early in the movie. I was like, this that's what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then they immediately start killing men, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to just, like, fully vibe with that and have fun with it. And that's, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I, it, if you're a, men eight, a, a member of the Men 8 Shit Cinema Corner, you get, like, an extra half star from me because it's fun. Mm-hmm. So... Person. Final point on that: Let women have fun. End of story. Personally, as let as kill. a man, um, <laughs> maybe not. You know, yeah. and maybe. that was let them murder. N- no, and that was honestly probably my biggest issue with Chicago. It wasn't a large issue because I kind of got past it. I walked into mm. this. I watched this with Amber, and she had she's been talking about this for two years as how it's like the most man bashing movie ever. Mm-hmm. And so I was walking into this prepared to think this is going to be really interesting, but I might hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Obviously, I did. I didn't hate it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 And maybe since my expectations were like, oh, this is gonna like bash all men i was like and it kind of it kind of was but it kind of wasn't it wasn't quite on that level you know yeah uh i'm i kind of wish it went farther if i'm being honest if it i was like yeah i wish it leaned into it even more that was my like my one thing that i was like this could be a little better i wish this just no holds barred went for it I think Which, maybe that's not what it's trying to do, but... If it had gone yeah. for it, it would have needed to make the main characters more in the morally correct. Because yeah. they yeah. really weren't. Um, not all of them. There were a couple that had, like, obviously they had their reasons for killing their husbands or their lovers or mm-hmm. whoever they killed. But yeah. there were some of them that like had valid reasons, and then there were some of them that were like, he popped his gum one too many times. I yeah. listen, relatable. First off, um, no, 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 <laughs> cannot say that. <laughs> cannot um, say that. Like so, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones, her character, like her husband. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Her husband cheated on her with her sister. See, that's a valid reason. That's a valid reason. Um, Like, wait, wait. Okay, wait. It's not a valid reason to kill (laughs) someone. Okay, okay. It's not. Let let women have fun. Let women have fun, Joe. It's not a valid reason. It's it's an understandable. Oh my god. It's it's not a valid reason, but it's an understandable. Like we, like as Amber put it. Yeah. You can see how she got there. Definitely. And that's that's one of the things that I actually really liked about um, Sub Like Tango. Yeah. Is it was like um, it was like if you would have seen it, if if you would have whatever, then you would have done the same. Yeah. However yeah. that melody goes. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah I, I probably would have. It's like yeah, you shouldn't shoot them, you shouldn't kill them. But I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. You kinda did have sex with her sister. Yeah. Yeah, like fair point, you know. Like, yeah, I can't say I wouldn't have done the same. Yeah, for legal um, reasons, that is to... a joke. <laughs> yeah, same. Back to Richard, uh, 
Richard real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, he uh, did not play well. Uh, no, wait, no, I have to rephrase that. <laughs> I was about to say, what were you, go, where are you going with that? What are you going to do? Okay, just give it a you break. Got it, you got it. You got it. If I would have, if I would have continued the sentence, it would have sounded so weird. Oh gosh, I'm so glad I didn't. It. You should say it how it was. Anyways, I'm leaving this in. No, no. <laughs> so Richard didn't bode well with my mom because my mom wanted okay. to watch this. Once I started mentioning mm-hmm. it, she was like, she was like, oh yeah, Chicago. I think I like that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mm-hmm. actually mind rewatching that. So she rewatched it, I think yesterday. And the first text that she sends me is Richard Gere really can't sing. What? What? A- exclamation point. That's exclamation what I was saying. Wow. I really don't have a problem She's with strong that. on this opinion. I think he's good. I mean, nah, she... It's fine. I called her uh, today... And she doubled down. She was like, yeah, I think that was really my least favorite part. And I was like, it was not that bad to me. I didn't no. think like, it was Maybe either. I just don't care that much about singing voices in movies. But, like, I really didn't think it was bad. It has to be Les Mis, to, like, the 2012. Like, it has to be that yeah. level of, like, just really bad. Like, I, I, I hate that movie. Yeah. And it's because the singing is bad. Other than like that level, I don't really mind it. Again, mm. La La Land is my favorite movie. Yeah, I don't need perfect singing exactly. for a movie to work for me. Um, I like Richard Gere wasn't even my like the weakest singer in the film to me. Like, I hate to say it, I felt like that was John C. Riley. And <gasps> even then, I didn't mind it. Like yeah. I didn't, Blast I didn't think he was me. bad. I didn't Blast think he was bad. Me. I thought he was fine. He was like the only one where I was like, "Yeah, he's fine." Bro hates Richard like Gere. I think he was just so over the top and so like just goofy with his mannerisms that I kind of even ignored his singing. Like I was just like, eh, "Whatever." Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you said whatever his shirts off. <laughs> exactly. That's all I cared about. You know me so well. <laughs> Um, let's see. We'll move into another one of my little main mm-hmm. points. Go for this it. was, this was one that may not be that like main, but when I wrote it down, I was like, this is really interesting. Um, I felt like the transitions between the real world and the musical world were mm-hmm. perfect mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. Yes, and I felt like it really worked because of the delusional um, main character, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how you could really see her going into these fits of like almost insanity to where she just breaks out into this uh, alternate world in her mind and starts seeing herself and seeing these other people singing because she is so like blood hungry for the stage. And really wants that limelight on her. And I felt like that helped so much. And it really made, it it honestly made the whole movie. Because if they don't have that, like, seamless flow through, 
this movie doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie and would I, be choppy and exactly. messy, and it would not feel like one realized vision. Yes. And instead, we get a very flowy movie that flows from one scene to another so perfect, and it's very, very fast-paced. Mm-hmm. Jackson, you got any last points? or um, Mostly just small notes. Um, I think like... You want to go through them and, yeah. and then final rating? Yeah. Okay. Um, all of the musical numbers were obviously like really great. Um, but I mm-hmm. wanted to also mention the puppeteer one and how... Oh absurdly, my gosh. I wrote that how down. How absurdly yeah. creative and interesting that one yeah. musical number is. And... It is so good. Yeah. That was the moment in the that was the only time in the movie where I thought about how they would have done this in on stage because it's it's mm-hmm. obviously adapted from a Broadway musical. Yeah. And I, I've never seen the Broadway musical and I was really interested in how they would do that scene. Yeah. Um so I might go look that up and yeah. see. Um just because it's interesting. It's a cool set for that one. Yeah. And talking yeah. about like adapted from Broadway, this is it's got an interest really interesting history. So it was like first mm-hmm. on Broadway or as a play somewhere mm-hmm. like back in, I think like the twenties, like the first, I think it originated the first, I, I itera- the first the iteration, the first iteration was a long time ago. And was it like it a vaudeville act back then? It was it a, may have been. the first or like a full play it i may be wrong but i it may have been like a thoughtful act or something i think the broadway musical opened in like 96 or something yeah that's what i I want to say the the first um iteration was the written version of it by this woman who who almost like helped free these two real people yes it was also real people i do and it's based on them yeah yeah because i was looking at that yeah and then back in, I think, 75 is when it first came to Broadway, like, as a full musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think it was very popular then. And then... In the... I, was that the was that the Bob Fosse choreographed version back in the 70s? I don't know. It may have I'm, been. I'm I assume sure it was. was. I mean, because he, he died in the probably. 80s, so... Yeah. yeah. No. And yeah. he fought for that, too. He really won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then in the 90s in the mid 90s is when it was revived mm-hmm. and it exploded on broadway that's what it was yeah in the yeah, 90s yeah. it exploded on broadway and like 6 years later it was adapted into a movie do you know why exactly no i no, don't why? do you know why uh it was because the oj simpson case was going on oh, at the shit. same time oh yeah. shit so yeah so that's all so of the that's crazy all of the um all of the like court scenes and all that yeah. that were playing out so differently. People were coming to see that. Mm-hmm. It was it was really that's cool. crazy. Yeah. Wow. Also, while we're on the point of stuff that was like kind of real and drawn from real stuff, like mm. obviously the two main character, the main female characters, yeah, um, they're both based off of real life characters who actually both. Uh, were like killers they did they did kill the other person and they both got let free yeah they were both deemed innocent which is pretty crazy to realize that this is like 
pretty much a true story. But also, do y'all remember the quote-unquote Hungarian Disappearing Act? Mm-hmm. Which is the biggest emotional swing oh, I've yeah. felt in the movie yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not to... I feel like I have to say it because I wrote it down. It's what Jojo Rabbit should have been for me because Jojo Rabbit, that swing didn't really work for me. Mm -hmm. This one really did. But that is based off of another real life person who was indeed innocent and was the first woman hung in in a setting like this. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Crazy. Wow. And she was deemed innocent after. That's insane. But the the thing is, is it, it really does play out exactly like the movie. Like this movie is pretty much just a retelling of all of this with just different names. And yeah. she was a foreigner. I think she was Italian, not Hungarian. And she just didn't have the attractive side to her. And all of the news that was going on about her was talking about how she like couldn't even talk correctly and stuff like that. Mm. And hearing that was so incredibly sad to me, but then you have these other two people who get like let off from actually killing the person so easily just because they are headlining every single news article. And that's, I think what's uh, started the woman who wrote the Chicago story um, Mm -hmm. originally, she actually wrote for a newspaper and she had so many headlines that kind of made it to where they were going to go free. And they ended up going free because of her news reporting and all of that, that uh, she actually thought that they were guilty and she got Mm. like kind of mad at herself, quit the job and then wrote that. And then I think she wrote some other stuff as well. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I wanted to mention uh, Renee Zellweger. Is that how you pronounce her last name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think she does really well. Uh, I. She's great. Yeah. I love her first like musical number where it's just her. And you've got yes. her. Um, isn't she like acting all innocent in her first musical number? She, or, no, no, mm-hmm. no, no. She's walking around and she's like walking, just kind of being kind of reserved a little bit. And then she breaks out kind of of that little reserve, I think you're right, yeah. the reserve personality that she's kind of had up until this point. And it's yeah. about the time that we see almost a personality switch between uh, Roxy and um, what's Catherine Sada Jones' character name? Velma. Velma. We see mm-hmm. almost like a personality switch of sorts between Roxy and Velma. Because, I mean, at the beginning, like, Roxy, she's all desperate, and she really needs this lawyer. And Velma's just, like, calm, cool, and collected, you know? And then once Roxy starts taking that spotlight, you got the little mm-hmm. switch, yeah. and then you have the amazing desperation number by uh, by Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, uh, on the on the stairwell. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is God. I'm that's not... that's the scene where I was like, Catherine Zeta Jones, 
you mm-hmm. can kill me any day that you want and i will thank you for it like i was just like okay like yeah, yeah please Fair. this is insane and i was just like fuck yeah 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 it is kind of it's it's kind of sad that zelwer gets uh completely outshined yeah by mm-hmm. Catherine zeta jones because she is good but like mm. she's really Catherine good. Zeta she's jones really is so much better but, yeah it, she's Catherine zeta jones is the highlight of this movie Mm-hmm. and at least in terms of the acting mm-hmm. no one gets yeah. anywhere near her yeah which is i mean okay. it makes sense that she won her oscar for mm-hmm. this like duh like very, obviously very, very she's deserved. gonna win an oscar for this yeah no i love that oscar especially especially since she's pregnant mm-hmm. yeah that yeah. too once you Which add that crazy. in there like yeah there's an oscar narrative yeah um one more thing about both of them did you know they didn't get along well on set Renee and Catherine. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Yeah. And <laughs> they went method. They so went method. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure like either before or after the little desperation number. Um, do y'all remember the caramels line? Here's a little piece of advice. Direct from me to you. Lay out the caramels. That was unscripted. No. Oh god. <laughs> And it was. I don't remember the line. It was. It's um. I'll put it yeah. in here. It's basically like I'm watching my weight, mm-hmm. and I I don't want to eat that. Yeah. That was unscripted. That's unscripted. <laughs> That's the meanest improv oh I've ever heard. Yep. I heard that, and I was like, "Yikes!" Like I, I kind of mm-hmm. did like a, like a hurt thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like that was that was spicy. Yeah. I have several yeah. little notes that Amber told me like during the movie. Because they said the line, and yeah. she looks over. Did you know that it was unscripted? Because they hate <laughs> each other. Like, this is Amber's uh, Lord of the Rings, yeah. where um, <laughs> did where, you know that the stub toe? Yeah, he yeah. broke his toe. <laughs> he actually broke his toe during this. Pretty Me much, patiently yeah. waiting for that scene. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for me, the 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 transitions between the scenes that I've already like mentioned, like they are just, they, they really do make this movie. Um, but also the, the musical numbers are all like, I don't want to say this because I feel like I say it too much, but they're really kind of the best that I've seen. I feel like I say that something is the best that I've seen like way too often. Nothing Maybe wrong it's... with that. Okay. When I was uh when I was in Maine, I kept saying like this is the best of this ever and mm-hmm. guys everybody listening if you get the chance to go to Maine, go to Maine. It is the best mm-hmm. state of all time. But if there's anything you get out of this review of Chicago, go yes, to Maine. Please go I to can, Maine. I can, I Do concur. not go to Chicago. Yes, Jackson can, Jackson can back is, me up. Maine is a beautiful, it's a beautiful state. It's and It's so really awesome. underrated. Yes. Um, but other than other than John C. <laughs> Riley, the the musical numbers, the transitions, um, Catherine Zeta Jones. And then the other like notable performances. Honestly, I just thought that the the point of the movie being that fame fades mm. was so good. 
I, I feel like that's so topical. It always will be. It was topical in the 20s when this was going on. It was topical every year from then until this movie was made. It was obviously topical when this movie was made. It's still more topical now than it has ever been. Like, this is just, this is a a narrative that needs to be told more often, I feel like. Because coming out of the movie with that as the the main like harped on um conclusion i was just like damn that's actually really good it's not like a it's it's not a boring old you know i don't know someone someone give me a a boring conclusion that movies come to like yeah you should always family be nice. good yeah you should always be nice to your family that's what i was going to say Boring. Like, yes, it was all a dream. Like... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Do that story, but with more women killing people. Oh my god! That's my conclusion. <laughs> Josh, I swear you're gonna go to jail after yeah. this. <laughs> I'll take it. Right, oh, yeah. right after this ends, Josh is going to jail. All of our listeners are gonna be on my side. I hope you know that. No, we know. I gotta stay my ground. If... Like that murder. That murder is bad. Yeah, yeah. I have to stand, <laughs> stand <laughs> my ground. That killing people is a bad thing. Awesome. Sorry. That is Sorry where I'm we're at. <laughs> oh, if man. you're listening and you support me in my women should have fun stance, email in next week and show your support. Bro, women can have no, it's like no. voting, but more important. Josh. <laughs> Josh, 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 they're going to send in video clips of them killing someone. I swear to God. And it's going to be your fault. I'm not a part of this FBI. If you come and check this after after there's a mysterious string of murders, I swear. Check to to see what they've listened to on Spotify. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. But... The, the I guess the last thing that I'll say is that it's well okay well I guess I have two things but they kind of go hand in hand it being so so overly sexualized did definitely like attack the score for me on this movie but it didn't do it much like it wasn't really a crazy downside I was just like I don't know. I get annoyed at certain things, how like the camera will act as um, a, a set of male eyes uh, looking at the scene. And yeah. that's the stuff that really didn't sit well with me, knowing that there's a man behind the camera and that I just watched a shot of only the uh, pelvic area on a woman. <laughs> like in that that shot during during the tango scene is Mm. kind of what started setting that tone for me and i was just like why do we need why do we need that like i could even do with the the lingerie like all of the crazy overly sexualized costumes and mannerisms of the actors i just don't like that the camera is being used as this set of male eyes and Honestly, like that may have not been the intention, whatever, but in the year that it was made and 
all of that, it just kind of felt a little yucky to me. But that also flows into my final little note on this. I'm so surprised that this is only rated PG-13. It felt mm, I wrote that down too. Oh, it wrote yes. that line hard. Yes, it, it did. Is, uh, my second thing I wrote down is, is this the most sensual PG-13 movie ever made? Yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. It's insane what they got away with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, not only is there just murder, like there's murder, like just shown in the thing, yeah. which isn't really that crazy mm-hmm. but there's that with the like explicit subject matter yeah. and then the over sex like the overly mm-hmm. sexualized mm-hmm. version of that uh subject matter yeah. and i was just like that's pretty crazy that they kind of yeah. got away with mm-hmm. this to be yeah. honest if i had walked into a theater at 13 years old and saw this by myself i don't know what i would have thought about any of it i would have done something crazy jackson would have been a changed a changed <laughs> child yeah he would Wait, not be with us today i, I have Jones to go back change me man <laughs> continue all right okay. i'm gonna do my final yeah. note yeah josh is gonna do you have a do you have a rating um, joey do you have a rating yeah do you want to say yeah, it but, do you want to wait well, no, you want to say it or you want to... yeah. yeah i want to wait okay okay, okay. Um, as soon as the opening number was, I realized it was called All That Jazz. Mm -hmm. I just had All That Mm -hmm. Jazz, like the movie on my mind the whole time, which is a very good movie to have on your mind when watching a musical. I also Um, had that on my mind. Uh, this is my casual plug to A, go watch All That Jazz. It's one of the best movies ever made. B, go listen to Criterion Connections podcast episode about it, which is coming out the week after this. So all that jazz is perfect. And uh, I will convince Joey of that at some point. Um, Well, maybe not. At some point. Um, I wrote a lot about the editing. I thought the editing was kind of perfect. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like it kept what like it kept everything so perfectly paced that I it's two hours and it feels shorter and it's just it's kind of perfect like this i think this one best editing and you can see why Mm -hmm. like it's just it's screen wipes that don't feel cheesy it's perfect transitions between magical realism and the real world and it's just it's perfect incredible editing on this film um Mm -hmm. tay diggs being like the announcer um before any musical number his voice is like gold oh, yeah yeah i was obsessed with every time he would come in and say like and now the six merry murderesses of the cook county jail in their rendition of the cell dot tank just it's perfect just perfect yeah loved it um random lucy Lou cameo yeah yeah, no, oh my god, awesome. I forgot to mention that. Wild. I wanted so much more of her. I, it was fucking crazy. Loved it, though. Yeah. Loved every second of it. Um, I I believe John C. Riley was the one that said this, but um, well, he said he said multiple things in this movie that made me like audibly gasp. Mm-hmm. Uh, he called himself Daddy at one point. I, it, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I. 
That was not a positive, yeah. John C. Riley is not daddy. John C. Uh, Riley is dad. Yeah. You guys are very clearly straight. Mr. Um, Cellophane. Cellophane. <laughs> um, anyone who uses the word copulate is not daddy. How's oh. that? Oh my god. I hate that. That is one of the worst words in the English language. I I hate that word so much. That's funny. I it was upsetting when I heard him say, I, I didn't think we used, did any copulating that night. I'm like, please shut the fuck up. Like, it's, just respectfully it's so, shut the fuck up. It's so perfect for his, like, clown character to say that. Yeah. It's so good. He's a, he's a goof. Yes. I hate him. Hey. Um, and then I have a lot of thirst notes about Richard Gere. Um, okay. His sequin suit is fucking beautiful and i love it and i want it and um more men need to tap dance because that's fair men tap dancing is that's one of the most attractive things that you can do and i wish that i could josh let's let's come to an agreement here make a little deal Mm -hmm. you the deal yeah you keep going with that little narrative you have there of like more men should tap dance and then, uh-huh. like, do maybe do away with the uh, women should kill people. I'm not doing mm, away with that. I like okay. that deal. Oh. I like that deal. <laughs> I thought we were getting you somewhere. You can't have the best of both worlds, but. No. Yeah. Okay. You can't, can't, have, you, can't, you can't have men tap dancing <laughs> and women not killing. <laughs> women <laughs> killing people. Yeah. We can't, we can't, can't live in that world. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, so, yeah, we can. We can go into I'll, I'll give my fi- my final rating. Uh, I'm at four and a half stars for Chicago. I figured you'd um, okay. out there. Fuck yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. I love it. Yes. Someone else can talk now. I have nothing else to say about this movie. It's incredible. Everyone That's who told awesome. me that I was going to love it, thank you. You're right. Yeah. Um, Jackson, you want to go or you want me to? You can go. Okay. So I, my, my positives outweigh the negatives mm-hmm. by like mm-hmm. a million, but there was something still like not so special about this movie. And I don't know what it was. I really can't pin it down. Maybe it was something to do with the, uh, little mermaid of it all. I don't know. <laughs> or the pirates of the caribbean of it all but i i don't know what it was but anyways um the positives are so good and really my biggest negative with the movie is that it just didn't really hit me that hard and i again i just don't really know why but i'm still so positive on the movie i'm giving it a four out of five I figured you'd be about I'll there too. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for Jackson to one star it because he hates women. <laughs> I, I hate murder. I think I know what Jackson's going to give it. Um, yeah, sorry guys. This is uh, actually worse than. I, I like this less than The Shape of Water, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, we obviously you gave The Shape of Water Jackson. three stars. You gave it three stars. Actually, I bumped it back down to two and a half. But next podcast. I swear to fucking God. Next podcast. Who knows? Maybe it'll be back up to three. Every maybe, episode, Jackson's gonna it, change his rating. Maybe, maybe I just make it a bit. Yeah. yeah, that would be funny. Um, that would be funny. I think you know. 
<laughs> That's what I was going for by saying that. That would be funny, I think. <laughs> a little bit of comedy. Um. <laughs> Give your fucking rating. Oh my gosh. When I walked into this podcast, I was I was sitting at a three and a half. And thinking back on the movie and realizing that this has probably been this has been like the most fun I've had talking about one like one of our movies that we've seen before. I'm bumping it up to a four out of five. Yes. yes! <laughs> that whole time I thought you were gonna say you're gonna drop it down no. half a star. <laughs> no, I am I'm giving it a four out of five. It's probably a low really? four out of five, but it's it's just insanely good. And yeah. Also, I think I think my positives greatly outweigh my negatives. Of, you know, like murder's not good, and these aren't very good people. But yeah, it's supposed that to. you like Pulp Fiction. No. So it's okay if men do it. No, is that what I'm hearing? No, 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 no I swear, no. <laughs> um. Yeah. That's that's what I I'm think. turning the world against you today. That's what Jackson. I think. Um, and you gave the movie four stars. Yeah. And I'm just gonna leave you with one line, probably the best line in the movie. I think uh, my, one of my favorite lines. It's uh, at the beginning when uh, Roxy gets caught, and he says, he, he, "She's talking about how he was a burglar." And then he's uh, either the cop, I think it was the cop that says, he's been burglaring you three times a week for a month. Yes. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> Gotta be God. my favorite. Like, I, I had to pause so the movie good. and I said, holy shit. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Glad we're all in agreement that this is a fucking masterpiece. It is a great yeah, film. Yeah, it's really good. It, it confuses film. me so much, though. Like, how did he make something that won Best Picture at the Oscars and then never made anything up to par with that? Do you after? want me to tell you why? Because yes. nothing ever had uh, Catherine uh, Zeta-Jones. True. Um, I'm not going to say his name because I fucking hate him. Go check who produced this movie. Um, um, yeah, yep. exactly. Um. Also, it was kind of a sensation at the time, so that kind of it makes sense. But yeah. still, interesting. I um, I kind of I kind of chalked it up to the subject material just being like so much better. Just having mm-hmm. a Broadway show, and that's what you're deriving it from. Maybe that was why. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, early two thousands was a really interesting time for Best mm-hmm. Picture. I think it's. I mean, this was sandwiched in between. Return of a King and A Beautiful Mind, I think. That's which wild. is like wild. So and then like Crash is around there and Gladiator. Like it's weird. Um yep. so yeah. Um we don't have any emails this week. Oh, but if you do sad. want to email in, we're always uh our inbox is always open. Uh film explorers pod at gmail.com. Don't forget the pod at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, same exact thing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Again, reach out to us over there. Um, we already announced next month. Next month is Tom Cruise month. Mm-hmm. Yep. All Tom Cruise. It, I 
we will see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am I'm prepared to poop on myself whatever Jackson announces his pick, so <laughs> Okay. So, so yeah, go for it, Jackson. So I texted in the group earlier and I said that I was deciding between two films. Yep. And then mm-hmm. I expanded my search to about like five or six and then I expanded it oh, back. God. And, and then I uh, uh, squeezed it back down to the same two that I originally okay. thought. And so I've been thinking. You've still got two? Yeah, I've still got the two. Okay. You know, like all the the four films we've seen thus far two of them have been perceived as two of the greatest movies of all time and the other two mm-hmm. also have like fairly high ratings and then we also loved um mm-hmm. those two yeah jackson admitting Would... that he loved the shape of water yeah live on air you heard it here Wait, first shit no <laughs> <laughs> um, Fuck, go back uh wrong button <laughs> wrong button yeah are you hinting at you're picking a bad movie i'm hinting at my question and my question is do y'all want a movie that is potentially we're gonna think it's a great movie or do y'all want to mix it up a little bit and pick something not so good okay all I'll say is when I pick mine, mine is probably mm, mine is probably gonna be on the side of great movie. Okay, and I know that's a bad one. And I, know I want the bad Josh, movie. I kind of want the. Bad I know one. what Josh. I want the trash movie. pick. You want, Did you say you know what mine's gonna be? I have suspicions. No, you don't. I have my theories. I'm locked in. I'm locked I in for the end of the theories. month, but like you don't know what it's gonna be. All right, so the trash movie. I think we've mentioned it on here before. I might be wrong, but I think we have. 2017's The Mummy. God damn it. No, no, no. no. Oh, my. What did I do? God. What did I do? Oh, my. This is the biggest mistake ever. That is that is seriously one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh my god. What did we do? You asked for it, bud. We fucked up. You we fucked up. up. Oh my god. Gonna be a quick episode next week. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be so much fun, though. I can already see it. I'm so ready to finally shit on a movie. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. We can just think about it. Right? Okay. We can only go up from here with Tom Cruise month. Yeah, I guess. That sounds like a challenge for me to find something to work. It's, it's yeah. literally like the lowest rated Tom Cruise movie on streaming. Okay. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I've never seen this movie. I skipped it in theaters. I watched this in theaters. I did not. I watched it at home. So you guys have both seen this? This is the first one for only me? Yeah. Yes. It's so awful. This is going to be so I'm scared. (laughs) I'm scared. You you need to be scared. All right. Any final thoughts, guys? Uh, My final thought has to do with the mummy. (laughs) Why? (laughs) 
<laughs> Why? Every, everybody go watch the trailer with no uh no plane we'll, t- no we'll talk about the trailer no audio, that's so and then good you'll figure out why yes <laughs> you can just hear tom cruise doing that <laughs> it's, what is it All right. on what is it streaming on y'all uh, so we can is it streaming the, anywhere tell the audience it's streaming are we renting no it's streaming hold up i'll look if you make them rent the mummy, no. I will okay. kill you. No, it's on FX now. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. that's where I watched uh, Shape of Water. So we'll be good. Okay, mm-hmm. awesome. So FX through Hulu, I guess? Yeah, you... you it doesn't say Hulu. Get... It doesn't have Hulu on there, but you might be able to do FX through Hulu. Okay. So if you have FX, go for it. Otherwise, uh, this is one that I will support illegal methods to get because don't pay for yeah, the money. Yeah, fair enough. But... Do not pay for the money. The money. Yeah. The money. The muddy, dude. This movie's so shitty. You could call it muddy. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, okay. We'll see you guys next week for the movie. Bye. Bye.